Underground, overground, weaseling free. The adventures of Dr. Weasel you'll soon see... Uh, here! Yes, right here, right now. As there's no time for recycling garbage in Wimbledon Common, because meanderers in the fourth dimension, Dr. Weasel and Advig Goose, are still trying to track down the missing Weasdis. And since they've now met up with the Apidian Advanced Scout Force, it looks like they could be heading into the middle of a pitch battle to reclaim a world in part four of Dr. Weasel and the Vacant Hive. Okay, Commander Perplex, let's see if I've got this straight. Planet Vertex, this charmless rock we're stuck on, was your homeworld. Or at least it was until these former sites somehow overthrew you and kicked you off it. Correct, Doctor. The former sites were once a docile, servile race, who my people raised up to serve us in our homes and factories, tending to our larvae, harvesting our crops, building our cities. Then, when they performed all this mindless drudgery, my people, the Apidians, were left with time with which we could tackle the higher things in life. Government! Business! Science! Musical theatre, interpretive dance, experimental jazz! Study on Avic, he said higher things, not dreary, sutty, guardian hipster rubbish. So anyway, Commander, I'm guessing from the conspicuous absence of a civilization on this rock, Something went a bit wing over thorax with your society? Yes, Doctor. One day, across the entirety of Vertex, the former sites arose and with strange stinger weapons attacked my people. We had been at peace for so long, we were ill-prepared for such an assault from within by those we had come to regard almost as family. Within days, our civilization was in ruins. Oh, that's terrible. And so then the remains of your people buzzed off world to regain your strength. And now you've returned to try and reclaim your home world. It's inspiring stuff. Uh, Doctor, might I have a uh, quiet word with you? If, if you don't mind, Commander. Certainly, Advic. Doctor, I must go tend to my astrogation scopes and see if our invasion force has made orbit yet. Okay, Advic, what is it? What's got you in a flap this time? Can't you see we've got a chance to help these Apidian chaps against their foes? The thing is, Doctor, are we so certain these Apidians are actually the good guys here? Oh, come off it, Advic. They were kicked off their planet by these beings, these informer sites that lived and worked among them. Yes, Doctor, lived and worked for the Apidians? If you ask me, they sounded a little better than slaves. Are these bumbling lotus eaters here to live the high life? Look, Amphic, they're insectoids. A bit of lotus every now and again should be good for them, but, um, you do make a good point, actually. We really ought to go and check out this former site for ourselves and make an informed judgment before we jump feet first into a war on the wrong side. Thank you, Doctor. And since it's the former sites we think might well have the Weasdis, knowing exactly where it is, just in case we need to lick it sharpish like, may it not be such a bad thing too? You know that, Vic. Once in a while, I'll remember why you're my companion. Ah, uh, uh, Commander, Commander! Ah, uh, you mentioned the uh, former sites might have some sort of facility near here? Where my spacecraft might have been taken to? Yes, Doctor! It is just beyond the Needle Mountains, perhaps half a day's travel away. You cannot miss it! A colossal white mound that stretches as high as the clouds. Excellent! Look, you Apidians are all clearly very busy here, sorting out your invasion plans and whatnot. Uh, 
Anfic and I are only going to get under your, um, uh, yeah, what's the word? Wings? Oh, yes, that's it. Uh, we'll be in your way. I mean, once the suns are up, why don't we go off and have a crafty shifty at this former site mound? See if I can spot my ship, you know, get a lie of the land and report back to you. I suspect these former sites probably won't bother us, since uh, unlike you, we're not covered in bright yellow stripes. There is some wisdom in what you say, Doctor. I will assign Scout Trooper Droz to show you the way. But make haste, Doctor, for our people will arrive in force no later than the day after tomorrow. The next morning, refreshed and well-fed on a pitian nectar, just don't ask where they got it, the Doctor, Advic and Trooper Droz journeyed beyond the Needle Mountains. As they came around the final escarpment, there it was, a bone-white termite mound almost a mile high, rhythmically pulsing with a strange blue incandescence. Even though it still lay a good hour's journey away, the travellers could already make out tiny insectoid figures busying themselves around the structure. This is as near as I dare take you, Doctor. Have a care you do not get too close. I fear the Phobosites may not be as welcoming as we were. Oh, thank you, Druz. You've been most kind. Now we'll just get as close as we dare for a look and then we'll come back to your camp. Okay, Doctor, now he's gone. What's the real plan? There doesn't seem to be a lot of cover between here and the former site mound. Do you have some sort of Galloway technology that can mask our presence? Ha ha ha! That I can never turn it off. Especially when you're nagging me to do the dishes. Let's not have a domestic, Doctor. Come on, what's your plan? I thought we'd walk straight towards the nearest bunch of former sites and say... Take me to your leader? Ooh, Roblox. Captured again. This is getting annoyingly frequent on this planet. The former sites that surrounded the Doctor and Advic appeared to be jet-black giant ants, fully three feet tall and covered in glistering tracery of blue webbing that faintly pulsed in time with the light from their facility. Around their necks, cruel metallic collars with dangerous-looking protuberances glinted in the twin suns, leaving the time travellers in no uncertain terms as the penalty for attempting to escape. They're not terribly chatty, are they, Doctor? No, I can't make anything they're saying. As if they're rather communicating telepathically or in a language that's just too basic to register as sentient speech. Which means what? Well, if they're telepathic, they've already extracted all our secrets and we're basically at their mercy. And if they're more animal than sentient creature? Oh, in that case, Abvik, I'm frankly baffled how they could overthrow Perplex and his bee troopers. Or build those nifty looking harnesses. I can't say I like the look of this place, Doctor. It's like a gigantic termite mound. Says the person from the planet of the swamp spiders. Honestly, Doctor, just let that go. But look, look all of it. All of this place. It seems to have been grown. They didn't so much construct it as... As probably excreted it like normal, non-terrifying sized insects do. Which means... Which means, creatures, that all of the Forsyth's technology... All of their advances and their dominion over this world was directed by a higher intelligence. And that intelligence is I, the Amadeus. Oh my stars! Giant ants! Giant bees! And now talking termite mounds! It's all too much for me! I run from Boston picnics, so if you'll excuse me... As the narrator has departed, I shall instruct you all, on pain of oblivion, 
to return to the station at the same designated time period next week to hear part five of the triumph of the Amadeus. I think he means the vacant hive. Shut up, Advek, I still want to be alive next time. Dr. Weasel, the Weasel, Tally Audio Enterprise production featuring Randolph Weasel and Dr. Weasel, Coonting Goose, Advek Goose, and introducing Paul Harry Harrison as the Amadeus.